on today's expose, I wanted to highlight Professor Xavier, a little known character that has something to do with the X-Men. Um, he premiered in the X-Men number one. And in case you don't know, the X in X-Men stands for Xavier. And he like, if you just watch the cartoon, it's interesting. Cause you're like, oh, what a friendly, nice old man. <laughs> but if you read the comics, you're like, what a quasi asshole. <laughs> he keeps yeah. a lot of stuff from the X-Men. And um, as we see in this episode, he's got a dark side. Like, I think it's interesting cause Stan Lee said once he wrote this really random thing that made no sense in one of the early, maybe even the first comic where Professor X is looking out the window at Gene and he's like, God, I want to hit that so bad. In different words. <laughs> so it's interesting how this dark side and this love for Gene and Professor X, like ripping out Magneto's evil personality, made like a huge iconic villain onslaught later on. So it's just kind of cool how writers like picked up on that and carried this thread through. But we won't see onslaught in the cartoon, Kevin. I'm sorry. Oh, for shame. <laughs> <laughs> I go where I want to go. Gene! Scott! Gene! Hello and welcome to this week's Solving for X. My name is Sean, the ultimate excavationist. And I'm something of an X fan myself, Kevin. <laughs> and I'm so excited because like we've got some big dick energy on this podcast, but we've got a, a lady with us today. How are you? <laughs> a lady where? I'm sorry. Is somebody else joining us? Um... <laughs> Surprising you with another guest, Sean. You did not know who it was. I did not. <laughs> but this is so last Regina. Week, last week we had Dylan. This week we get Regina from House of X. Yes. <laughs> so Regina, what brought you into this whole world of X-Men? It's a long, complicated story, but the short <laughs> version is <laughs> my dad was a huge X-Men fan and I used to look I didn't read them, but I would just look at the covers of his comics all the time. And my mom made him sell his big box of comics when I was like eight. So then I didn't see any comics around for a while. And then I went to a new school in middle school and one of my classmates was looking at his trading cards. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Because <laughs> those are characters I've never seen before. And he was like, oh yeah, check these out. And the next thing I know, I'm at the comic book store and I am just buying just scads of comics. <laughs> and here That's I am happened. all these years later. <laughs> Do you have a character that stands out to you? Oh, basically all of my characters are the lady characters. But Rogue was like, I guess Rogue technically is my second love because Madeline Pryor is my first love. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> but I didn't know it for a long time that, you know, what the story with Madeline actually was. Um, but Rogue kind of stole my heart. I'm from the South and she's from the South. So when I listened to the show, I was like, oh my God, I love this woman's voice. <laughs> and back then i really did sound really southern like i couldn't say daddy i said daddy and i said sugar and i couldn't use my r's i was like rewriting arithmetic (laughs) i am tingling all over oh my goodness my nipples are hard okay I cannot wait to hear your southern accent come out as we go through this episode. <laughs> and I'm sad that Rogue's not on it because I would bring it out of you. Because <laughs> it comes out the most random times. And like sometimes I'm at work and I'm using my customer service voice. And then all of a sudden it comes out and I'm like, stop, stop. And I can't make it stop. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Regina. So last week on our previously on, we asked our listeners, where did Gambit go all dressed up while Rogue was away? So what are your thoughts? Where was this naughty Cajun? You know, Gambit is at that time, even now, he's a bit of a player. So it's obvious he was out there just looking for some extra. He was looking for some strange and it's fine. <laughs> They're not married. <laughs> <laughs> so he even tells Jubilee, you know, hey, I'm still going to be up all hours of the night. I'm going to be kicking it, chilling. We're going to I'm going to do this whether I'm by myself or not. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Very true. Cool. Well, let's see what some of our listeners said. So X-Men Children of the Atom series responded, Belladonna. (laughs) I'm sure sure you enjoyed this one. Anthony Cortez said, the Hollowell Jubilee. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I liked this one too. This one was fun from 817 Chaos Gremlin said, my place. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then Good. we also had from, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but Puyov, P-U-I-U-E-O-V said, seriously, I have to start watching this with my mom, LOL, to see that black female Cajun something. <laughs> so I think they're talking about the external. Oh. Donna episode. Uh, yeah, so that's they're right. They're probably assuming that that's where Gambit went to to sit with Belladonna. <laughs> oh, that oh, would be Gambit. a time. I got yeah. your rang. <laughs> I got your rang. <laughs> hey, maybe we'll see Bob- Bobby again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really thought Bobby was so cute. So cute. <laughs> cool so yeah i can't wait for our next previously on i know all right cool thank you for everybody who wrote in we like all the theories that we got on where was gambit it's almost <laughs> like um whatever happened to merle ginsburg <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into the phoenix saga part two the dark shroud this actually aired september 6 1994 the night after part one. So this was like a five night thing. Very exciting. Yeah. And this was written by Michael Edens and once again, directed by our lovely Mr. Larry Houston. All right. Our little shuttle full on. Wait, 
Our little shuttle full of heroes careens carelessly out of control as Jean struggles to shield herself as well as pilot at the same time. She makes naughty bedroom noises as she is thrown from the controls. She calls out to Scott and Logan for help before fainting. Like a late night movie on Skinamax, the phoenix enters her. A now all glowy Jean takes the controls and pilots StarCore 1 through New York City and into Jamaica Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's what this podcast does to you. Now you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I clocked the 90s moment. Did any of you notice this 90s moment? You've got mail. 90s moments. I missed it. Jean flies Starcore One between the two towers. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of a sad but exciting moment because I was like, "90s moment, yeah." Oh, oh yeah, that was not a good thing. I loved that she was driving with her eyes closed. She's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's swinging around like there's a pole somewhere in there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so now underwater, the X-Men fight a deluge. It's just like they're having sex and there's pussy juice everywhere. <laughs> Cyclops fights to open the hatch and Wolverine uses his can opening claws. Waiting in the water, they are searching for Jean, but they don't have to look for long. Jean aerials up from the water and announces the iconic moment. I am Phoenix before falling back in. Logan and Scott save Jean from drowning as she's barely holding on. Yeah. (laughs) And you're right. This is a super iconic moment. This is actually the cover of X-Men 101 of her coming up out of the water. There you go. <laughs> I love... Is... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> her moment is kind of stolen from her when she's like, I am Phoenix! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do anything, just tell you. I have to declare. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the... um random people that were like reacting to the show like wow (laughs) 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 this is such a horny moment like there's all this screaming and yelling and you know her clothes disappear (laughs) (laughs) it was very like sailor moon to me like i always felt like a sailor moon transformation coming on like (gasps) the bright lights and that like oh like i just want (laughs) to see the swirls and the you know, <laughs> fire, power, <Yeah>. make <laughs> up, or whatever. <laughs> now, just as a quick teaser, I can't wait to talk about this, but it's not the right time. This is very controversial because Gene lands in the water, and Marvel did something later to say, like, what came up out of the water. So we'll talk about it more in the Dark Phoenix saga. Okay. Wet your willy, Kevin. Yeah. okay scene three the news reports on the shuttle crash on a hospital tv screen scott gambit and jubilee are at gene's side in the hospital (laughs) 
Jean seems confused as to whether she died or not, and who she is exactly. Jean or the Phoenix. <laughs> Enter Professor X and Beast. They tell Jean she's in a fragile state and needs to rest. Oh. She's like dead in the eyes. I love her though. She's almost like possessed, which is great, but she's just like, oh, who am I? Am I alive? Am I looking at something that's real? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she went through a thing. So like, she didn't you can't a blame thing. her for being a little cray. <laughs> no, but I love it. It's great. Yeah. And I did notice Beast's shirt. Okay. I was going to ask that. Did you also notice it, Regina? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I counted the cameo. This is Howard the Duck on Beast's shirt. And they like showed a lot. <laughs> come on, come on. Cameo. They do. Yeah. At first, it was just like the little top of the head. Like, is that him? And I'm like, and now I see it everywhere. It's like scenes of it galore. (laughs) (laughs) And sadly, this is the only Howard we get in the cartoon. We never actually get to see the character himself. (laughs) All right. Scott leaves the room to look for Lonely out of a window. Beast comes to comfort him and tell him that Dr. Corbeau has no idea what the hell happened out there. Beast explains there's another alien ship on its way. Cyclops gets mad and demands answers from Xavier. The professor has a hissy fit and Scott and Xavier fight. Beast upside downly interrupts. He tells him to shut up and worry about Gene. Beast takes the mind control implants to study and bounces. <laughs> I was like, ooh. He's like, I've told you all I can. <laughs> Slams his fist down. <laughs> like, right. chill pill. Whoa, what is happening? Right. <laughs> Daddy and little Scott are fighting. <laughs> and this part reminded me of last week, Kevin. You mentioned how Beast just like was walking upside down for no reason. And this is another point. And it doesn't even make complete sense because he has his sneakers on. So I'm like, you're not Spider-Man. I don't know how you're hanging to the ceiling. (laughs) So for scene five, as Beast leaves the hospital, he happens on Logan causing a ruckus. Beast apologizes to his experiment and calls for a taxi to take them to a bar. The cab driver flips out at seeing Beast and drives off, so Logan decides to go off and play by himself. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say and play with himself, but I thought that was too dirty for our our show. Oh, Oh, really? Oh, really? Mm. (laughs) Of all the things we talked about. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, this is uh, scene six. Meanwhile, on the roof, Xavier goes to his jet. He enters it, chair and all. I love this. I put chair in the chair. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> like, what a cool trick that was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just then, he is attacked by a psychic ambush trying to tell him something. The bug lady figure <laughs> tries to ward him <laughs> off of the Macran crystal. <laughs> <laughs> with the K in the middle <laughs> with the K in the middle uh, the intrusion breaks the professor and he crashes the jet a dark cloaked professor emerges with a fancy little cape on and he reaches out psychically to check on his teen 
Uh, and we get the scary, the evil, weird Professor X scream that I don't like. I don't like when he screams. <laughs> I always <laughs> like the screams. <laughs> like, you know, it's weird. <laughs> never mind, never mind. We don't like the screams. <laughs> so, good thing he has the cloak, so we know which one's good and which one's evil. <laughs> it's my evil ability cloak. Yeah. <laughs> and I do want to point out this is a thing. This is a reoccurring thing that the evil professor comes out in the comics. So the first time he comes out is in the Phoenix Saga and Uncanny X-Men 100. It's slightly different cuz he pits the new X-Men against the old X-Men. He convinces both sides the other is a fraud and he forces them to fight to the death. But they figure a bitch out. They win against Xavier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just likes having double teams. That's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a double teamer. <laughs> Logan is on the subway alone. He sees Yuriko, the next car, and goes after her. The lights turn off, and he's attacked first by Sabretooth. Then Deadpool, then Deadpool changes into the professor and blasts him from the train. Xavier calls Wolverine an animal and tells him he's disappointed in Wolverine. Logan hears Jubilee struggling and goes to save her, but it's a trap. Logan narrowly misses being hit by the next train. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, Professor Walken. <laughs> I was like, who's Professor Walken? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, is this about the actor? What's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> and then we have reoccurring nightmares of Christopher Walken. Yeah. Oh, like, interesting. <laughs> and then when Jubilee shows up, I love she's like, oh, here's like shiny tied up. Like, oh. Help me! Shiny, shiny, (laughs) glitter, glitter. Like (laughs) We should have known it wasn't really her, though, because she wasn't fat and sweaty enough. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) As we're watching this, Regina, we're noticing, like, they constantly pick on Jubilee. They call her fat at one point. They tell her, like, I... You sweat so much, you should have lost weight. They tell her, like, <laughs> you're wearing zit cream. We're like, what yeah. is wrong with you people? Eat too much you're food. picking on a 13 year old. Like, this <laughs> poor girl. Horrible fashion sense. With your ugly brown sweater, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Scene eight Wolverine exits the subway to street level, who finds Gambit flirting with a girl with Jubilee in tow. The professor throws Jubilee into traffic because why wouldn't you? Logan narrowly saves her and Gambit attacks the cloak professor but is easily subdued. Wolverine and Jubilee attack, but the professor vanishes. He appears above them and announces his plan is to destroy the X-Men. <laughs> I created you and I can destroy you. <laughs> he was scary this episode. I'm just like, I just get all the creep factors. Yeah, all yeah. of them. Yeah. And there's so many levels to his creepiness. <laughs> right? All the degrees. I think the creepiest I saw him is there's an alternate reality where he was like using his power to telepathically force Emma Frost to sleep with him <gasps> against her will. <gasps> so he can be pretty creepy. <laughs> the ickiness. Yeah. Storms at the top. 
a bridge to summon the elders. Oh, my charmed love. I did that for you, Kevin. <laughs> I appreciate that, even though we hate the elders so much. Urgh, elders are dicks. <laughs> but, but she is so regal up here. I love her sitting there and her like little, you know, arm breezy things like, <laughs> you know, flying up there. So beautiful. Uh, she gets a call from Jubali to come help them. She immediately flies to their aid. The real professor sits uselessly in his jet, trying to get Storm to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a little weird to me because he can still use his powers to sense what's going on, but he can't use them to contact anyone. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it works. We'll just go with it. Just like <laughs> it's, it makes as much sense as him walking in the savage land. We'll just go with that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of a voyeur, so he's just kind of like, well, I just want to watch. I just want to see what's going to happen, so I'm not actually going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and whine about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Back at the battle, the real professor psychically watches as the plur professor fights Gambit while telling him he can't be trusted. We should the probably tell show up. Huh? We should probably tell tell some for X people what that is if they haven't listened to Hanging with the Hallowells. Oh, that's true. So <laughs> <laughs> when we were talking about parallel characters, we shortened it into plural characters because of the show um, drawn together. Drawn oh, together. Plur. <laughs> oh, plur. <laughs> so plur means parallel in our universe. <laughs> in our stupid language universe. Yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> uh, Jubilee tells them to arrest the play professor, but they can't see him. More cops show up. Wolverine prepares for battle, but Storm shows up just in time to squirt some mist to cover their escape. Ew. Wolverine's like, let's go into the fog. <laughs> I don't think you said that. He said something, not, maybe not exactly, but he said something about yeah. let's go into the fog. I don't know what the line was exactly, but yeah. you know. He said something like that, so yeah. 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 Meanwhile, Jean is asleep in the hospital, like the sleeping beauty princess she thinks she is. Scott is on the phone updating Rogue on the sitch when Claire Professor shows up and attacks. He is subduing Scott, because that's what you do with your students, until Jean uses the phoenix power to easily handle the Claire. Jean scans for the professor and finds him unconscious on the roof. She attempts to reach Xavier with her mind as Scott calls out for the rest of the team. I love the Latin flair that you're adding to Plair. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it is Hispanic Heritage Month, and I'm Pura Mexicana, so here we are. With the here we lines. are. I love it's it. All, it's all in there. It's so amazing. Um, <laughs> but you are right with the Disney princess sleeping, because Jean sleeps like this. She's like... <laughs> but, but, she, but she's really not asleep. She's definitely wide awake. She's like, hey... <laughs> look at that man over there professor is crazy so she's not even asleep at all <laughs> so it's pretty Are you calling princess a sleep. liar yes she's like i'm just waiting for my prince to kiss me <laughs> <laughs> all right 12 Da-da-da-da. Meanwhile, on the rooftop, 
Scott and the X-Men find the Professor unconscious in his jet. Xavier explains that the probe from space ripped out the dark side of his nature and left him useless. Unbeknownst to the X-Men, Eric the Red watches them from space. He says that Xavier is the key to taking down the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Laughter. So many voyeurs, so little time. <laughs> Reminds me of high school. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think this is cool that they're showing this episode to us um, on the cartoon because it just goes to show, like, Professor X is the most powerful telepath on Earth. So if he loses control even for a second, it's chaos. It's chaos. All right. In an alley for reasons, Xavier meets with the team Sounds Rogue. He explains that until he fully regains control, he's going to go to Mir Island to rest with Moira. He leaves... Cyclops in charge. <laughs> Rude. Rude. I did that for you. You know I love my, my psyche boy. Yeah. I know. But and whatever, uh, I clocked another, what I consider another 90s moment here. Can you guess what okay. it is? Was it the, like the transition? No, it was the Fox sign in the back. I feel like in the 90s, Fox Kids was all like a thing and it kind of like died away. <laughs> oh. I was wondering... Earlier in the episode, there was the, when they're in the city with the fog. There's a thing that said Wayne Pizza. I'm like, does that mean anything, or is that just called Wayne Pizza? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't random. know. Maybe <laughs> it's like, an inside joke. Yeah, I'm like Bruce yeah. Wayne. He doesn't not exist in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe someone who worked on the show is named Wayne Pizza. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or maybe there was a divey pizza bar not far from the studio. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That makes more sense. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Professor X lands his jet on Muir Island, and Moira greets him and introduces Xavier to her fiancé, Sean Cassidy, a.k.a. Banshee. Xavier awkwardly says, hello, and goes <laughs> to his room like, you be my porter and go get my bags because I'm too busy to do this. <laughs> Yep. Which worries Moira because she's his only friend, apparently. <laughs> Later that night, Xavier reaches out to the weird bug lady who he feels can cure his loneliness. He is enveloped by the lights. He steps, stops fighting the alien and reaches out to touch it. And then Lelandra appears in his room. <laughs> I, have a, I have a few things to say about this. First, I love the tradition we get the bagpipes, like. <laughs> like that's how you know we're, we're moving on some culturally you know <laughs> um but then i love that when they meet he's like she's like this is banshee he's like how fortunate <laughs> yeah, he treats banshee like he's not even there he's just like like you pleb go away <laughs> Do you think this is more like because the professor's feeling like tired, or do you think this is more because him and Moira used to be a thing? And it's, the thing. Like it's the jelly. thing. It's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is my ex's new boyfriend. I don't even know who he is. I don't know her. Bye. <laughs> Bye. He's like, he's like, yeah, you. Hmm. How fortunate. He's like, that's great. You guys found each other, but I want to go get it on with the bug lady. I'll be in my room. Have lotion. 
Oh, and Lalandra. So this is the first official time we see her without her bug lady helmet. So she first appeared in also in Uncanny X-Men 97, where we also met Eric the Red in uh, February of 1976 during the Phoenix Saga. Ooh. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Me, 15? Yep. All right. The explains that her brother, Deken, with a K in the middle, has taken over her throne. <laughs> <laughs> and seeks the legendary Macan crystal in order to be all powerful. She tells him that if the Macan falls into the wrong hands, it can destroy both of their galaxies. In order to stop Deken, she stole the crystal and fled to Earth. She felt a connection to Charles, which led her to seek him out. Just then, the Juggernaut shows up, dear brother, and grabs Alandra. <laughs> He says, he says, Lalandra. But I love her. She's like, when she, Lalandra's talking to Xavier, she's like, it's like love. I'm like, ooh. Hey, she's not seductive. Yeah. Let me touch you. Yes. Wait until we see her not kid appropriate, like, outfit that she wears. <laughs> These are some sexy aliens between Eric the Red and Lalandra. Yeah. Yes. Let's get the yeah. cosplay. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that gives us our episode two. So, Kevin, would you say this is extreme or X out? I will extreme it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's. Definitely less about the Phoenix in this than I was expecting it to be. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, she's barely in this episode. But sure. Uh, um, but I don't know. I had a good time with it. I was entertained. <laughs> yeah. All right, Regina, extreme or X out? I would say extreme too. This is probably one of my favorite episodes of the entire animated series just because it's so quotable <laughs> like, there's just so many great quotes in it and it's fun and when Jean comes out of the water like I don't know that was my total girl power moment I was like yes let's do it <laughs> <laughs> so I like this is like I say I really love this episode and we get to see Lalandra for the first time I love sexy space people they are so hot so I'm all about it <laughs> oh wow I didn't know that was a fetish but here we are apparently it is Mean <laughs> space birds and redheads I don't know what it is. there you go yeah so yeah I'm gonna say this is extreme also and you're right Kevin it is a lot less about the phoenix than I remembered she's just kind of a supporting character but it still serves as like bringing Lalandra in like setting up the fight between the uh Shi'ar and trying to get the phoenix and it just sets up a lot of the story for us which is really cool mm-hmm. all right Kevin what would you say is the x fact or mxp I'm not skipping MX- mxp again thank you <laughs> MXP. most excellent player Yes, I'm going to say Beast. I know. Uh, it's because I think he really kept a level head. He kept his cool the entire time. He was never, he was never like really aggressive or angry or, you know, and he's just very like chill. Um, and he was making very wise decisions. You know, he, he kind of was the mediator between Xavier and Scott early on. He even put his science on hold to help Wolverine in the alley with his tantrum. Like he was doing some good stuff. So. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Beast. Hmm. 
I could agree with that, but that, he's not my MXP. But okay. that's, you make some very inter- interesting arguments. <laughs> All right, Regina, who's your MXP? I think it's going to be Wolverine, just because he was the first one to really understand that something's really wrong with Xavier, and it's not Xavier. So there's something else going on in the background, and so he's like, "All right, team, we got to pull together and figure out what the hell's going on here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, For me, I'm going to say Lalandra because hearing her backstory, the fact that she saw the danger coming, she stole the crystal, which was not easy to do. And she's so powerful. She like overpowered Xavier. Like she's pretty badass in this. And she sets up a good story. Nice. All right. What's your X factor, sir? (laughs) My X factor is the iconic Phoenix out of the water moment, obviously. I mean, it's so pivotal. It's so recognizable. It was beautiful. I mean, you get it's the only one, really. <laughs> Fine. I'm, I totally agree. Like, that is the moment that I was waiting for. As soon as I knew that they were going to present the Phoenix Saga, I was like, I can't wait to see that part. And I got that part, and I got the voice, and I could watch that on a loop like a thousand times, and it's just iconic. Now, important follow-up question. Do you touch yourself while you watch that over and over? (laughs) I don't. I prefer someone to touch me for that purpose. (laughs) Okay. Have a partner that's very accommodating. So (laughs) you're like, did I tell you to stop touching? So just to dare to be different, I do love the Phoenix part, but my iconic moment is the official introduction of Lalandra, just because she like goes on to be a huge part of the X-Men lore to the point where, spoiler alert, her and Xavier even have a daughter together, and she's a pretty big character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sexy Xies, for the previously on question this week, we want to get your opinion why does Xavier shun Banshee the way he does? Any thoughts from us on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, I think we already talked about it. I think he's just a little jealous. Like she has another little boy toy friend, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> Oh, that could have been me. Ugh, I don't like this guy. I don't approve of him for you. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's surrounded by these, stunning women all day and he can't get in any of their pants and now he's with his ex and she also has somebody so he's he's looking forward to visiting her because he's like maybe i'm fixing to get some and then he can't because somebody's cock blocking over there (laughs) (laughs) i'm not big blonde and walkable like rude rude Yeah, and I think I think it's partly that. I think it's more so he's just so horny to like get to Lalandra. Like he just seems so like I just want to get it on. I want to come. Like get out of my way, Moira. Get out of my way, Banshee. I hear he's a screamer in bed anyway. I just want to get it on, my Alien. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, our next episode, part three, is actually called "Cry of the Banshee." So hopefully, what I just said. Makes everybody think of Banshee like screaming in bed, cry of the Banshee. (laughs) Yeah, I'll think about it tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Now, are you going to be touching yourself or having somebody else touch you? Undecided. 
<laughs> both. You both. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. <laughs> so, Kevin, what do you think this episode will be about? Oh, gosh. I forget you asked me this question. Because, you know, I watched the whole series, but I have, like, very little memory of things. So, let me see. I guess Banshee's going to be in it. <laughs> what? I guess, I guess we'll see him scream with the little waves. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out where the Phoenix part's going to go. I, like, are we going to go into space finally for reals? Like, are we going to start doing stuff in there? That's what I'm waiting for. Like, when's that happening? Um, I still, I want some of that space action, some of that Shi'ar action. So I'm going to hope for some of that too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, fair warning. Uh, seeing the Banshee in the cartoon, seeing him use his power, it makes me giggle every time. <laughs> 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 Cool. So, Regina, for all those people who cannot get enough of you, where can they find you? You can find me on my podcast over at House of X Podcast, and you can find me just jabbering on about random shit on TikTok at House of X Podcast (laughs) and on Twitter at The Red Queen of X. Yeah. Where can we find you, Kevin? Oh, well, you can find me at my other podcast, Words of the Witches, where we're just about to start the Charmed comic books, having a beautiful birthday celebration with you. You, you know, you're joining me on there. So finally Aww. get in some of that. I know. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, or you can find my personal Instagram, KGZ87. Cool. And yeah, you can find me on Instagram under Sean.Perret with a K in the middle. Um, you can find me on my other podcast, uh, Once Upon a Cult, our marvelous galaxy of Disney. Don't forget to look for my book on Amazon or for my shirts on magichavoc.threadless.com. <laughs> cool. And thank you so much for joining us, Regina. And thank you, Sexy Xies, for listening. Yay. <laughs> fun to be here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.